All right, coming off of week two win in Detroit, the trenches look a little shaky. I'll tell you all about that and what they're going to do about it here in just a second on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, folks? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. I am the host of Locked On Jaguars, Tony Wiggins. And here is where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that we're also free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. Just make sure you get to YouTube. Just hit that bell for all of the notifications. Make sure you like and subscribe also. And then if you listen to podcasts, audio-wise, wherever you do that, make sure you tap in every single day to make sure you do not miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Good to see y'all, man. Good to see everybody here today on Locked On Jaguars as, as well. I say I see you, but I know I will see you. You guys see me. Um didn't talk much about the game this weekend. Didn't tweet much about the game this weekend. Just wanted to watch the game this weekend and see exactly how things were going to unfold. Um, not surprising. Uh, not surprisingly, things uh, went pretty well for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, backups versus backups. The one thing, the one theme that I noticed that everybody has is everyone is shocked and amazed at exactly how good and how much depth the Jaguars have on this football team. And one of the things that we talked about a lot, a lot heading into this season uh, before we got to this point um, was, especially with free agency in the draft, is did they do enough in the trenches? And I kind of thought that they had. I didn't necessarily like everything that they did. But at least that they were doing a lot of stuff. Well, that's going to be tested and, and tried now because there's some injuries uh, along the uh, both lines of scrimmage. Devon Hamilton has a non-football injury that uh, they don't know how long it's going to take. They say something with his back and no telling. Uh, good for them, too, to not tell us exactly how it hurt his back. Uh, I suffer from back injuries. And I'm going to tell you, man, it is awful. It is something that takes a long, long time to get over. Um, Foley Fadakaze is also dealing with a foot. And um, with that, you don't know how long that's going to take. You know, he had those injuries last year. So it kind of bothers you a little bit that that he's being bothered, of course, by those things all over again. Uh, along the offensive line, guys are banged up all over the place, man. Of course, Cam Robinson is is going to be suspended. Uh, I don't know. They might have suspended him for the way he played the other day. He didn't really play particularly well, especially since he's playing uh, a bunch of backups from the other team. And uh, Doug Peterson even said something about that today on uh, during his uh, his presser when he met the media. He's like, Cam, uh, a player of Cam's stature should play better than that. 
considering who he was playing at this juncture. Now, I give him a little bit of credit because he's coming back from an injury. You know, he had the injury last year. Um, I think it was a meniscus injury. So he might just be working his way back into football shape a little bit too, but you would expect not playing against a starter and being, you know, live in camp, you know, for the last few weeks that he would have done a little bit better than that. But as it turns out, he didn't. Ty, um, the big kid that's, that's going to replace him for four weeks, Walker Little, actually played a little left guard. So the other day it gave you a chance to look and see how that offensive line would look with Cam Robinson playing tackle and Walker Little playing guard. Well, Walker Little did well. Look well, big body. They really, really like him. And he received rave reviews from Doug. Doug. The thing is, is now it's starting to look like, like if they had to play their best lineup today and nobody was suspended and everybody was back healthy, it might be Walker Little at left tackle and it very well could be Ben Barch at left guard. I'm not saying that they're done with Cam Robinson or anything like that. I'm just saying your play has to be improved with the amount of money that you're making. Your play has to improve with the amount of money that you're making. Anton Harrison, the rookie, uh, did not play the other day because of a shoulder injury, but he's been lights out. He's been wonderful. So this goes back into we're going to revisit this again when I was in the offseason sitting there saying don't do this, don't do that. I told somebody last year I thought they paid the wrong offensive lineman. Hear me out. What well, instead of paying Cam, they would have paid Juwan. I know they, it came at different times, but at some point they could have tagged, left the tag on the other kid, dropped the tag, paid this kid, let him go, let Walker Little play, and then still drafted Anton Harrison and let him play left tackle where he played in college. Team makes a lot of moves. They made a lot of good ones. But sometimes when the team makes moves, you still wonder if they were the right ones. And eventually, it'll show up for you uh, one way or another. And, and you have a little bit of an idea of whether or not, of whether or not, you know, the kid is the right one to be out there on the field at this particular time. And every and everybody and their brother's gonna wonder, you know, like, man, you're making right moves and right decisions at certain positions, but are they the most correct moves? Because you know, th there are some teams that can really, really screw things up and not get it all right, but still at the even though you didn't get it all right, you kind of did okay. We we've seen that from the 49ers. I, I pointed that out the other the other day. And when you look at the 49ers drafts over the last five, six years, they haven't always done everything right that they were supposed to do in the first round, but yet and still they did enough right and, and did enough in free agency and player development that they were still able to feel a really good team that can compete for that can compete for a championship. So I don't think it's always just about uh, I don't think it's always just about hitting everything correctly but when you're somebody like the jaguars you definitely want to hit everything correctly because you have you made enough mistakes in the past right there have been enough things going on in the past that you really want to get it right so uh we're going to look at it we're going to look at the, the the trenches and the concerns and we all should be 
Uh, the Jaguars have had an extraordinary amount of little ticky tack injuries on both lines of scrimmage. So I'm not going to put this on Trent Baalke. I'm definitely not going to put it on uh, Doug Peterson or the Jaguars' effort in order to improve their football team in the offseason. I think, you know, we can't uh, see injuries happening and then all of a sudden just sit here and go, well, this guy's a clown, that guy's a clown, he's not doing that. No, we were singing the praises of Trent Baalke just as early as last Friday, and I think we st should still continue to do that because injuries happen. And y'all notice I'm using that word today here on the podcast more than I ever have because I normally say the I word because I really, really don't like bringing up injuries. But guess what? It's part of the game. It happens. But it has nothing to do with what they did and didn't do in the offseason. Um, I'll never peacock or gloat because somebody that they uh, decided to keep got hurt. That, that makes no sense because football is too hard. I'm going to tell you, though, why it's very, very difficult at this point. Why it's very difficult at this point to be going out and adding big time veterans. I know people keep screaming in Damakong Sue and there is some familiarity there with Mike Caldwell. But I'm going to give you the ins and out, the nuts and the bolts of having to. Having to change out players why that's a difficult one especially when you start mentioning names of guys that are known to be able to play we'll do all of that in just a second here on locked on jaguars first i have to let you know that today's show is sponsored by better help that is right better help better help is somewhere everyone can go when they need therapy I'm telling you, man, I have had very, very difficult times, believe it or not, through my life. And guess what? I've actually had to get help and I've used better help and they did help me. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with the licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P dot -E -E com slash locked on, and you'll get 10% off your first month. It's betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. All right, man, we're going to roll along here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast. Glad to have you all join with us. And I know a lot of folks out there would want some national news from uh, the NFL. When you do that, just watch Locked On NFL and make that your next watch because you do it on Wednesday, you'll see my beautiful face along with James Rapine. Don't tell him I said that we were beautiful because he's going to give me a hard time on that. But no, every single day, Monday through Friday, man, there's a show dropping here on Locked On Jaguars. I mean, Locked On NFL. And you can make sure you hit that subscribe, like button, subscribe for free on YouTube, all of that. You get the best stories from around the National Football League. All right, so 
everyone wants to know, Doug said today that they they didn't think that they would be adding any offensive line. You know, they got some guys that are nicked up. They got some guys coming back. And the way that it's sort of juggled, I, I don't think that they believe at this point that they can go add anyone that's better than the seven or eight healthy guys that they have now. And then they're going to get uh, Cam Robinson back after week four. And Anton Harrison can go right now. He's just banged up with a little bit of a – a shoulder issue and it was precautionary, but he could have played through it the other day. Um, I think they think they're going to get everybody back a little bit. The only one that might be out for a while is Cooper Hodges because they were talking about uh, something going on with his knee and uh, we have to wait and see exactly once we, once they get an MRI or whatever and get the proper diagnosis. We don't want to speculate on any of that. Cooper has been such a bright spot in the terms of, being one of those young offensive linemen that you can resonate with because of his personality and then watch his development. That's not over. You know, it's just going to be put off a little bit longer. Good time to get Ben, uh, ben Barch back, a really good time to get him back into the fold. And uh, I'll try to read something here. Um, I'll try to read something here for on uh, what Doug Peterson actually did say about those linemen, but he kind of hinted that they didn't. He didn't see a situation where they're going to go out and and add people. That's why you have ninety people on your roster, right? And in the past, the Jaguars might have had a roster of ninety people, but then some of them would only be guys that they thought they had a they had a chance to develop or they wanted to just see something. And a lot of times, what happens is. I've always talked bad about, you know, them just having spots for just filler. You know what I'm saying? Almost like an album filler. You know what I mean? It's like it's never going to be a hit, but we're going to put it on here because it sounds OK and we need an album filler. You know, I just I always thought, man, you you either need people that can help you play or somebody that you can get ready to help you play and not just have a guy that's around that's cheap that's going to practice real well and, and do all of those things, you know, some of those coach speak things that we hear talking about. Josh Wells banged up, according to Doug. He's going to miss a little bit of time towards the end of camp. Anton Harrison, uh, they banged him up. They kept him out of for precautionary. Um, they did not want to risk further injury. He'll be good this week. Daryl Williams had a shoulder in the game but stayed in and remained in and played through it. Uh, Blake Hans is okay. He'll be fine. He just got, you know, they're monitoring some of his reps during the week, and he should be good for this game. Cooper Hodges has a patella injury, so therefore, they're, they're, you know, it, it'll be out a while. They they absolutely don't know. But they're getting Ben Barch back. They're going to have Cam available back. Um, Walker Little has shown the versatility to play right tackle, left tackle, as well as left guard. I'm probably sure he can play right guard as well. So, yeah, they're going to be fine. You don't hear an injury to Brandon Sheriff, and you don't hear – an injury to Luke Fortner. So while you're thinking about the big overall number, which is 10, yeah, they might be down to like six or seven really, really healthy guys, another two guys that can get it done. That's not a cause for a panic. You know, the roster still has 90 people on it. Therefore, when you watch practice and you see that they have Double way more than double digit offensive line, somewhere probably like 12 to 13, 15 guys. They, they're going to find it from within. And if they couldn't have found some depth from within, they probably shouldn't have had those guys in camp in the first place. So 
it's easy to think that this team is just going to run out there and just go grab somebody else. And I'm going to tell you exactly how hard that is. It doesn't seem like it's very difficult, right? But I'm going to tell you why, what it says about an organization when they do that, in my opinion. Uh, even with the defensive line, you know, you got Devon Hamilton down, full, uh, full of runs, Fadakazi has, has a foot problem. That he, that's bothering him now the only thing about me i do like jeremiah Ledbetter. he is big he, he's not as big as them but he, he can play inside they're talking about using adam gostas there some too and uh lacy i don't want them to get too small on the defensive front if they get too small on the defensive front that might change the way that they have to play a little bit and if they run into the right team that's willing to sit there and commit to trying to ram the ball down their throat then that could be a little bit of a problem. Now, we talked about that last year. If folks don't remember, I did a podcast last year where I said, I don't think they're big enough. I don't think they're big enough and deep enough on defense in order to, you know, prevent somebody from saying, let's just see what they got work, what they're working with. And sure enough, in the game when Devon Hamilton got banged up and full of runs with Fadakazi was already banged up, what happened? The Eagles ran the ball in the rain down their throat and it changed the the entire tenor of that football game. So that is a bit of a concern, but here's why it's hard to add a player at this juncture on either side of the ball. There are some higher pros that are out there that you might last year. It was like Andrew Whitworth, right? He had just retired. People say, can make, if you're going to make a run, can you go and get a 40 year old who could just give you a little time? And Jason Peters was that dude. And he ended up getting picked up by someone, but, it's always people just want, you know, they want you to go out and grab one of these names, you know, the names, you know, well, on the defense, that's guys like Indama Kong Sue and Linville Joseph and um, just any, any other pros, pros that you can think of. Anybody that's 300 pounds that's played 10 years, if they're out there available and they might still be able to give you something, Jaguar fans are going to want them to go get them. So here's my point to that. And I think I made this point a little bit last week, but I'll do it again today just, just in case you missed it. Anyone like that is going to want guaranteed money. And if if your team is like really, really desperate, they're going to want you to pay them top dollar of guaranteed money. Two of the guys I mentioned were sitting home last week, last year watching Monday Night Football, watching the Eagles get all run over, and then the Eagles were out and signed both of them the next day on a Tuesday, Joseph and Sue. But the Eagles were a contender going for They were a surefire contender. The Jaguars, I believe, are in that conversation now where they can actually go out and get these dudes. But here's the problem. If they have guys coming back, that means the guys that they go out, they're going to pay them. They can't cut them. If they do, it's going to be real wasted cost. You're going to, what if you only need them for six games? You go out there and pay them this money and you cut them. I don't think those guys are going to be the kind of people that's going to get their money prorated because that's not really how those things work. You go get somebody like that. You are getting them for the rest of the season. And guys at those, they can sit there and wait. It ain't like they're desperate. They, they're just going to sit there and they're just going to wait it out. And understandably, that's what it is, man. And that's that's I mean, that's that's really how these things work. And so it's really, really hard to go out and get. And then you have to think about it. Who can you actually get that's going to help you? 
Who are you going to get that's going to help you? I want to talk about this more in segment three because I think it, it's worthy of being discussed. We'll do that in just a second here on Lockdown Jaguars. After I let you know today's show is also sponsored by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Look at that. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Man, listen, take some time to go and look at all of the information on FanDuel before you make your bet. They have a plethora of information that's going to really, really help you be able to do something super, super solid so you can get your money up. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, man, rolling along here on Locked On Jaguar, talking about the the I-word, the concerns in the trenches because of injuries, both offensively and defensively. If I had to say which one I was more concerned about, I would say it would be defensively. And that's because on offense, even though I've always said the offensive side, the offensive line can really, really make your team look bad, and I still stand by that and believe in it. I'm going to just say that I also trust that Doug Peterson, because he has Trevor Lawrence, they can really dictate some things. They can uh, put a you know extra tight end in for added pass protection. It might limit their overall versatility, and it might just change them up from a game plan perspective. But I still think that they could make quick throws to the outside, find a way to get weapons, uh, the ball in the hands of those weapons, even if it's with some passes. And let Trevor just rip if he has to. Um, now, does that work against the really, really good teams? Probably not so much. Probably not so much. So that's where the concern is for me. The concern is for me is not just – first you have to beat the teams that you can beat and you're supposed to beat. And that's hard enough to do because the, the NFL is a hard league, right? But the other thing that you have to do is you have to find a way to learn how to elevate to win those games that are against tough opponents that gives you all of the confidence that you need to think that you can make a deep, deep run. And those are different things because there's levels to everything, right? In order to be really, really good, they need the both lines of the scrimmage. They need to be healthy. That doesn't mean everybody has to be healthy because usually somebody in the NFL is always hurt, right? But they need, for the most part, to have as many of their parts that they that they can afford they need them. And right now, in my opinion, the offensive line is probably going to be in a little bit better shape. And mainly that's because Devon and Hamilton, Devon Hamilton and, and Fado Kasi, they're the two big players. I, I, all due respect to Roy Robinson Harris, who looks big in person and he is a big guy. He's not that that foundational base piece that is hard to move. Those two guys are. Uh, Jeremiah Ledbetter, he had a really, really good game against the, the Lions the other day, a 25-7 victory for the Jaguars. He's one of those guys that showed up. He's one. By the way, I'm going to address the wide receiver position a little bit more tomorrow because there's been a lot of discussion about that. But Ledbetter's going to help him. The problem is, is without both of those guys in the line, you start to get into depth. You start thinking, okay, who's behind Ledbetter? So how it affects the game plans is this. Teams are probably going to already want to take some of the air out of the ball to keep Trevor Lawrence on the sideline. I'm wondering now, 
outside of the Chiefs on week two, will teams just line up and say, let's just run the ball and be patient, even if the Jaguars get up on them 13 to nothing? Will it be a, a cumulative effect because, okay, we can we can deal with 13 to nothing, but now we're getting to your depth. Now you got to put a rookie in Lacey or uh, Adam Gostas at nose tackle. And if you're the Colts, if Jonathan Smith ever decides that he's going to play, right, he's in camp. Um, they say he's rehabbing a, an anchor injury or whatever. But what if they decide, okay, we're just going to line up, line up, be patient, be patient, and we're going to run our, our running back, and we're going to run our quarterback, and we're going to use the interior of their line, which is a, they can pretty much bully people sometimes. Let's just go from there. Let's run behind Quentin Nelson. Let's run behind Kelly. And what we're going to do is we're just going to keep testing them up the middle, testing them up the middle. Because they don't want to throw the ball a lot, but they're rookie quarterback anyway. The concern for me is it starts to, they start to grind. And then they have these long drives where the Jaguars are sucking air. And then they start popping it to the tight end a little bit and a little bit of misdirection because now you're tired and there's a long 13. You remember that 19 play 85 yard drive, the, the uh, 49ers had here it's that kind of stuff right where the the score was still close but it did not matter because it was that kind of stuff that eventually did the team in and they get a little cheap touchdown and it's 13 to 7 early in the second quarter and now your offense is out of rhythm because they've been sitting over there for so long and you give them the ball back and they start pumping it right down your throat again and they score right before the half and then they get the ball back and then they start running it down your throat again. So that's where having a sort of a game plan where you're without the beef on the interior of the defensive line can really, really hurt you. All the offensive linemen are big. They're just all of them not as good as everybody else, right? But on defense, there is a difference between the guys that are hurt and the guys who are going to be replaced. I, mean, I think Ledbetter is 299. Gostas is about 285, 290. I think Lacey's 285, 290. So overall, you could see where a team could come in and decide we're going to run it right down their throat and try to make them tired and survive. We're going to try to survive Trevor and survive their offense as long as we can and then try to get them in the fourth quarter when they can't stop the run. And just when they think they can't stop the run, we're going to play action and let our rookie quarterback throw one deep. Those are the kind of things that really, really bother me about it's the same thing I talked about last year, but except they only had they didn't have a Jeremiah Ledbetter, right? But now they do. But the difference is I was saying, what if one defensive tackle was injured last year? Now we got two. And the thing with Fadakazi, it doesn't sound serious, but the only thing I have to say about that is he's hurt again. He signed last year with a big contract and the Jaguars probably have yet to see on the field exactly what it is he's going to really be able to provide for him. So that's that's a, a little bit of a concern to me because you can't game plan as much with shortages on the defensive line as you can with game planning on the offensive line. That's a quick way to get out of that. Just you can go, you can fill up with tight ends or you can go empty. And when you go empty, you dare them to, you dare them to sit there and stuff that box with people because you'd say, we're going to kill you with Trevor. We're going to throw a slant. These guys might take a five yard pass, 30 yards, and we can change field position in an instant. So there's a way you can get around that. 
it's more difficult, I believe, to get around when you're short bodies on the interior of the defensive line because normally you only keep three or four of those dudes anyway. You only keep three or four of them anyway. So well, let's hope let's hope that they can start getting a little bit healthier. It's also grand that they have this last preseason game against Miami this weekend. They're going to have two whole weeks, two, to not only make roster moves, but to see where their guys, how healthy their guys are. So they'll probably make those roster cuts. And then they got all of this time, all of this time to either trade, which we've heard that word. I don't know if it's been public, but I know in the circles that I travel in, whether it be edge rusher, but now you're looking at everybody was talking about edge rusher so much. Now you may be talking about them trading for extra help along the defensive front as well one good thing is they got some they have some they have some draft picks but they also have some other players that teams may covet i think there's going to be a lot of competition with the dbs i think there's a super amount of talent in the wide receiver room guys two or three guys at those position groups that they won't have room for that they won't have room for that they can use to possibly find a team that has a little bit of extra people like they got Cole Van Landon last year. Go look at Green Bay's too deep. Green Bay's second offensive line is as good as at least seven or eight teams starters. So find a team like that just has a little bit more um, extra, as the old people say, and they might need something that you have at another position. But we'll see. We got a lot of time. So um, that's our trench report for today. We're going to look at the receiving core tomorrow and the running back core, which is it's pretty much solid. If you're if you're not one of those top four guys that are running back, I'm sorry, you ain't gonna make the team. But it's pretty much as solid. The room looks really, really good. So we're gonna look at running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers. Let's look at the skill positions, and we'll do that on tomorrow's show. Until then, you guys take care of each other, and we will see you next time here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast.